We are one week into the series we made tshuva. Tshuva is accomplished by changing our behavior. So why do we find it so difficult to change? And the reason is because we rationalize, I promised myself to change my ways last year and the year before, and it only lasted a few days, maybe a few weeks, and then I reverted back to where I was previously, back to square one. It's an effort in futility, so why go through the exercise? I'm wasting my time. I might as well not even start. We think that tshuva is such an insurmountable task. The Rambam sets a very high bar for tshuva. What is true repentance, says the Rambam? When a person will be so remorseful, v'yad all of talumos. The knower of all secrets, the Rabbani Shlolem himself, will testify about him, that he will never ever repeat that sin again. That is indeed a very tall order. So how can we be expected to reach that level of regret? So I saw a beautiful idea from Reb Tzaddik. The Gemara says in Sechtes Kedushin, if a man who is a Russia and he wants to marry a woman, and he gives her a ring and he stipulates, you are betrothed to me, Amanas Shani Tzaddik. He says, this is a valid Kedushin only if I'm a Tzaddik. Says the Gemara, this is a valid Kedushin. But why is this a valid Kedushin? It's clearly obvious that he's not a Tzaddik. Says the Gemara, Shema Asa Tshuva. Perhaps, while he gave her the ring, he did Tshuva. And if that's the case, then he's a Tzaddik. And that is why it's a valid Kedushin. Ask Reb Tzaddik, what do you mean Shema Asa Tshuva? Let's observe his behavior. What happened the next day? Did he go to shul and put on film? Where did he eat supper last night? Did he eat in a kosher restaurant? Or did he eat at McDonald's? So Mamanashach, if he indeed did tshuva, and he's now a tzaddik, then it's not Shema Asa Tshuva, maybe, Vada Asa Tshuva. He's a changed man. And if he didn't change his ways, why are we still concerned for Kedushin? He said, Almanas, that he's a tzaddik, and he's obviously not a tzaddik. So his Kedushin should be null and void. Says Reb Tzaddik something so powerful. Do you know why this is a valid Kedushin? Because when he proposed at that moment, maybe he had a hurry tshuva. And he made up in his mind to change. And that's why it's a Kedushin. Even if tomorrow we see that he's back to his old habits. He's a Machal Shabbos. But at that moment when he said, That second, he truly wanted to change his ways. And that is why it's a valid Kedushin. So based on that, says Reb Tzaddik, on a tshuva, by Slichas, or by Yom Kippur, by Kal Nidre, or by Ni'ila, if someone has a hair tshuva, they decide, you know what, I'm done with that. I'm changing, I'll do better. Even if later on his nisyoin is proved to be too difficult for him, even if later on he can't overcome temptations, it is still considered tshuva. But not just any tshuva. Tshuva on the level of the Rambam. V'yad alav yidei talumos. The Rabboi Nishlalim himself would testify that at that moment, he really meant it. He sincerely wanted to change. One proper thought of tshuva. That's all it takes. The Pasuk says in Parshas Nitzavim, there's only one mitzvah that the Torah says that it's easy to do. Ke'a mitzvah hazois. Because this mitzvah, referring to the mitzvah of tshuva, lo'i rechoikahi. It is not far away, but rather, It is very close to you. It's not very difficult. One genuine thought. That's all it takes. Therefore, we can never give up. We can always change. We can always come back. I'd like to share with you an incredible story that took place about 20 years ago. 
A bachar by the name of Ari was learning in yeshiva in Yisrael. One day he had a difficult question on a Gemara he was learning. So he approaches Rosh Yeshiva and he could not give Ari a satisfactory answer. He told him, go downstairs to the Oitzah's farm. Perhaps you'll find a safer that deals with your question. After a few hours perusing through Sfarim, he comes across a relatively contemporaneous author who addresses his question. He's so excited, but he's not satisfied with the answer that he offers. He goes back to his Rosh Hashiva and he tells him, This Sefer asks my question, but I don't like his answer. The Rosh Hashiva looks at the first page of the Sefer and he tells him, Ari, you're in luck. The author lives right over here, one town over. Why don't you go over to his home and ask him your questions? After a short bus ride, Ari finds the home, knocks on the door, and an elderly woman opens the door. Can I help you? Ari says, I learned in Shiva nearby. I was looking for a rabbi, Yosef, the author of a sefer I was learning. The woman says, Yosef has not lived here for 10 years, but I can give you the address of where he lives right now. Ari looks at the address, and it's about three hours away by bus. Undeterred, determined, he heads off. He arrives at the home, rings the bell. A man wearing a leather jacket with long hair and piercings and tattoos opens up the door. I'm looking for Rabbi Yosef, he says. Well, that would be me, Ani Yosef. What do you want? Ari clutching the safer, just wanted to turn around and run back to the yeshiva. But he held his ground. You must have written the safer, and I read something that you wrote, and I don't quite agree with the answer that you offer. Yosef invites him into the home. He runs into another room and comes back wearing a yarmulke. And he says, what do you mean you don't agree with my answer? And he starts defending his answer. And he wouldn't back down. He throws proofs at Ari and supporting the arguments that he wrote in the Sefer. And Ari's blown away by the energy and the passion exuded by Yosef. After an hour of dialogue, Ari gets up to leave. Yosef asks him, can I have your copy of my Sefer? I don't have one. Ari hands it to him and he leaves. The next day, Ari tells his Rosh Yeshiva, Do I have a story for you? And he tells him all that has transpired. The Rosh Yeshiva tells him, Go call the woman that you saw yesterday. She's obviously his mother and he's con- she's concerned about him. Go tell her what happened. Ari phones the elderly woman. Hello, this is Ari. I was at your home yesterday. And before he can relate his story, she interrupts him. Ari, I don't know what you did. I don't know what you said to him. Yosef is my son, and I haven't heard from him in over 10 years. But last night I received a phone call from him, and he told me, Ma, I'm coming home. Please prepare my film. I'll be there in the morning. This story with Yosef teaches us we are never too far gone. We can never give up hope on anybody. One genuine thought of tshuva and the rabbinish Shalom himself will testify that you are back. And now, we know. Have a wonderful day.